Welcome to Coffee with Ken, with your host, Ken Balser. Well, this is Coffee with Ken. I'm your host, Ken Balser. We're at the Forza Coffee Company. Forza Coffee Company. Forza Coffee out of, out of Marvin Road. Thank them very much for uh, allowing us to use their facilities and free coffee. And my guest today is Deb Vinsel, who is from Thurston County Media. Thurston Community Media. Thurston Community Media. I almost Media. got it right. I almost got, I almost it, right. got it right. But... Because I said it was just TCTV, TV. Yeah. and somebody on my Facebook said, no, find out what the new we name is. So today, when this guy came up to me and said, it's media. 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 I said, there's some community yeah. media? Yeah. yeah. So, there's, yeah. so before we get into the name change, hi, <laughs> okay. how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. It's been a while. We haven't talked in a long time. It has been a We're long We're Facebook time. friends, but we haven't yeah, talked in a long time. it has time. been a long time. We kind of... See each other in passing. I've seen sometime. you at Panorama in passing, there. and you know, yeah, you do work there. So, so what is new with uh, with your with uh, our organization? Yeah, well, um, community, community media. Yeah. Um, so we um, did a little kind of self reflection a couple of years ago and realized. Let me stop you. Yeah. How long have you been around? How long is oh Thursday Community Media celebrated its thirtieth year last November? Okay. So so been thirty years, been and you've been with them about that same time. Twenty-six, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty-six, a long time. Uh, which is, I'm probably as surprised as anybody to say that, but it's been, um, it's been my privilege and my joy because I, I have the rare opportunity of doing something I really love to do and getting a paycheck to do it. So it's, you know, I'm, when, when I'm you, blessed. When you came to go over the job, I mean, I, I talked to you fairly soon mm-hmm. after you yeah. taken over the yeah. job. I can't believe it's been long either, but. And, and you know, and you were interested in, in First Amendment rights and mm-hmm. right to everybody, still community, am. Still you am. know. But did you think you're going to be there for 26 years? No, I, well, no. I quite frankly, I didn't at the time. Um, I had a board member right after I started the position take me out to lunch, and he goes, "Okay, you can be, you can level with me. How long do you think you're going to be here?" And I was in my, I think I was. You're in your team. Yeah, I was in my early teens. <laughs> I was just a child. I think I was 34. You know. Uh, 33 and you know at the time I had been in my career for eight or nine years and had been you know four or five years at a pop you know so that was kind of the rotation four or five years is a normal transition right, right and I said oh you know four or five years and my family is in Ohio and that there was a pull there so uh, you know fast forward <laughs> 26 years um, so what made you stay that long? Um, a lot of things. First of all, the community. We really love living in Thurston County. We live in Olympia, and uh, we bought an old house built in 1929. Uh, so we bought an old house about 24 years ago, and it's you know a constant project, but I love it. Uh, my husband works for the State Department of Transportation and Utilities and Transportation. He's a pipeline safety engineer, and uh, so he's he's like what he does. So he's and got a good job. He's got a good job. I've got a good job. We love where we live. Um, I just, I mean, what, what's not to love about the Great Northwest? We we love living in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I told so many people I said the only thing that really I have to find fault is that it's so far from my family because my. Almost all of my family, with the exception of one cousin, is on the Maybe other side like... of the Mississippi. You know, so and uh, several years ago, uh, my cousin Emily landed here in Olympia, of all places, and 
she's 20 years my junior, so it's it's been lovely having her close by and getting to know her family and that, her daughter. Do you have so. children? I don't. I do not have children. And then you got dogs. Um, I do. I have four-footed furry babies. Um, <laughs> I've never, well, I'm, so, I'm, so until so, two years ago, I would have said I never had kids in my house, but I have them in my life. But I had, for a year, I had two little, an eight-year-old, and a, now an eight-year-old and a four-year-old who lived with us while their family was going through some transition. But, their mom, you know, so so, I, I, but I, none of my I, own. I was going to say, yeah. there was no grandchildren to, to check your no, here, no, no. The here. grandchildren are in Ohio. Right, So, um, so yeah, my husband and I truly love where we are. We love living here. We, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful place to live when you, you drive around on days like today that are bright and sunny and you see the mountain peeking out and the crisp clear. I mean, it's just incredible. And we moved here from Southern California. So I came here from Ohio via Southern California <laughs> and you know having that having had three and a half years of experience in the greater LA area moving here was beyond a blessing <laughs> so because we we truly enjoy it here and I love my job I tell so, people if they, if they come out here to visit in August they'll never, never go never I know to yeah. leave. And if they come in the other time, they don't want to. If they, come, if they come in November or December, or January or February yeah, or yeah, March. Right. So <laughs> I know we don't tell people about those five months in the middle there that are so fabulous. But yeah, we've, you know, I, I, I appreciate this community a lot. Um, um, I come from a family that has always been politically engaged. So coming to a community where people are civically active. And politically, and, and politically engaged um, was really refreshing to me. Um, I, we moved here in 1990 and I got to know Sam Reed, who was then the county auditor. And um, we, I, start, I started my job on November 1, so it was right before elections in 1990. And I met Sam several weeks later and he was lamenting that the turnout was not what he had hoped for. It was only in the low 60s. 60% something. And I, I had to chuckle because we moved here from Orange County, California, and they were thrilled when turnout was in the low 40s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so to go from a community that, you know, was not um, as active politically or, and harder, actually harder to get connected in, in that community, and to move here and, and kind of really find a place that felt like it was a, it was a good fit for us. So you've talked about what a great community is, mm -hmm. the weather, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Talk about your job. Okay. I mean, I mean, obviously your job well, has helped keep you here. It, had, it absolutely has. I told many people I think I have one of the best jobs in, in the area. Um, I have been in community media for 34 years now. Um, it certainly was not what I ever anticipated my career path being when I started out. I'm the same age as Jane Pauley. <clears throat> so when Jane Pauley became the host of the Today Show at age 24, I was like, why not? You know, I was 24, I was kind of blonde. I was, you know, had a degree in television production. Let's do this. And I stumbled into community media pretty, pretty much by accident. And after spending a couple of years in the greater Cincinnati area, uh, in my first job in community media, it really, um, it really affected me to see people use this incredibly powerful tool to tell stories that could change their community and to 
to give individuals and organizations and agencies access to communication tools that were, for the most part, pretty unreachable for people because equipment was expensive back yeah, then, yeah, and, yeah, so it, and it was yeah. it wasn't easy to get to, and you know, and then to have a place to put the programming that was, for all intents and purposes, unfettered. Nobody told you you could not share your story or that your opinion was inappropriate or that your perspective was wrong. There was this place called a public access channel where people could put this programming and it really, um, you know, it, it, it turned my career path. Yeah, so, and you're right. At, at one time, that was the only way people exactly, could Exactly, exactly. Now, 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 now we have, everybody has access to, right. to everything. Pull the camera out of your pocket, you've got yeah. a little production studio on your smartphone. I mean, we're sitting here right here in a coffee shop, you know, doing a podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, so... I, I don't want to jump that fast, but I have to because it, go. It's because, fine because I'm ready to talk about stuff in uh -huh. between. But but how do you function now in when the media is so diffused right. and everybody right. is a commentator or a, a broadcast journalist yeah. or whatever? I mean, how does that like work? Like I said, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a camera. Right. Um, I you know it's Thurston Community Media is no different than any other media organization that's trying to you know, make its way through these kind of really weird waters that we're in. Although I will say that I think that now more than ever, having a place for community to come together and talk about its issues and, and share its stories is more important now I than it ever has going. been. I see where you're going. Because everybody can have their own Oh, opinion, right. but they don't talk to each they other. They don't talk to each other, and exactly. Now, and, and so now your platform provides them an opportunity yes. to talk to each yes. other. Yes, we, we see ourselves in many cool. ways as a catalyst for community conversations. And, and I mean, I, I, I have to confess, I haven't watched TCTV in decades. Well, you've missed a lot. Well, that's a, and that's why I want you on here. I want you to tell me what you I have, have missed. You have missed a lot. What have I missed? Um, well, I think, you know, you've... Uh, you've missed stories by members in our community that I think would move you. We have a program on now. A group, an a group of individuals came in and uh, said they, they had this you know, very personal perspective they needed to share and they created a program called Tea Time in Olympia. Well the T stands for transgender. Oh. And you know so they come in and they do a, they do a program and they they share their concerns and they talk about issues and they they speak to each other through the program, but they also speak to the community but, to help build a bridge of understanding. But, so, but I mean, who who would watch that program and said somebody interested in that in that particular subject? Well, I mean, does it does it matter if it's to no, somebody other no, than you know? No, but, but I'm trying to see how how that differs from from uh, doing a, uh, something on Facebook. Well, I mean, okay, I okay, I get what you're saying. We have, as, as, the, as the methods for distributing media have evolved and changed, we have, we have become less focused on the distribution technology and more on the content creation okay. process. Okay, all right, all right. Because, and that's the reason we changed our name. You know, so we, we used to be Thurston Community Television. We're sitting in a board meeting about a year ago. We were talking about things, and we were talking about relevance. You know, how do we maintain relevance in a YouTube world? How do we maintain relevance uh, with T 
teenagers who don't sit down and watch television in the traditional sense, right. but that doesn't mean that they don't consume media. Right. They have some kind of a screen in front of them. So we're, you know, trying to, to, to evolve our organization as quickly as we can. And sometimes it's hard to keep track, you know, to keep up with the, with the evolution of the, the technology. Of the technology. So fast, yes. um, but, but we recognized at that point that, that being focused primarily on tele, television, traditional television and cable channels as our distribution technology was to some extent like a buggy whip. So we still have the channels, and we still, they are the foundation upon which we are built, and they are still TCTV. The channels on the cable system are still TCTV. But we also have a YouTube channel, and we have a video on demand server that our programming is on, and we help our um, members develop social media presence, and we have evolved our social media presence. So you can find the media that is created through our facilities in a variety of different ways. Let me tell you how I view TCTV. <laughs> it's a function of government. Hmm. City council meetings, yeah. court commission That's meetings, part of what we do. Uh, school, I mean, mm -hmm. they're all broadcast. Mm -hmm. And to me, I mean, that's what TCTV is. You know, I don't know anybody that watches those shows, but you know, people always say that they did. They watched city council and they saw something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, so in my mind, that that's what TCTV mm -hmm. had become mm -hmm. is an outlet for government agencies because you need funding from them. Yes, we do. And so we you have need, a great and, and you have to meet their, their requirements too. We do. You know, and so mm -hmm. a good good part of your operation is it's supported programs. that way. But right. it's also supported that way. I think it's important for people to understand that the contracts that we have with our local municipalities are not solely to help the municipalities and the county speak. I understand that. Um, they contract with us to provide a resource to the community at large. So there is a portion of it that is that government production and we help the jurisdictions to create programming from you know whatever perspective they need to create it from and whatever they need to create it about. But they also, the contracts that we have, also require us to make our resources and facilities and services available to the community at large. I'm assuming that the people who use your services to broadcast mm -hmm. are significantly different now than they were 20 years ago. They are. They're very different. Um, well, let me back up. I mean, um, you know, one time there was a big controversy about some naked guy doing yeah, a program. Yeah. He could do that on, on Facebook. That's true. He could. Um, I'm assuming it was a heat. It was, it was, it was. Um, yeah, and then the thing that we're finding now is we have a lot of, you know, when I do an orientation, and I try to do the orientation so people know who I am and I see faces and faces coming in, and I always ask a question of the people in the room, who watches television, just to see what hands go up. People of a certain age watch television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my age, maybe, my age. maybe a few years younger. Um, and then I ask, so who watches videos? You know, a lot of hands go up. Where do you get them from? What's your, you know, do you watch them on your phone? Do you watch them on your computer? Do you watch them on your smart television in the living room? And the thing that, that, that community media organizations and broadcasters alike have, have had to really come to grips with is this, this change in how people consume the information and how they receive it. So you receive it either from, you know, through 
a traditional cable, and I do, I sit down or, on a channel, and I channel surf. Or a podcast. You know, or a podcast. Or, or, a or, you, or a blog. Or you get it through a Facebook link where you, you know. So one of the things we've noticed and what we're trying to help people understand is that when they create a program, regardless of what the content is, that they really need to think about how they create that program to be suitable for a variety of different screens. Um, folks will will scroll through their Facebook feed or their Twitter feed and click on a link for a, a piece of video and not want to watch for more than, say, three minutes three or to four, four minutes. minutes. Yes, that's about you it. Um, they'll open up Netflix and binge watch you know, Game of Thrones, um, or whatever, you know, so those are long format, you know, narrative kind of things. So it's not that, it's not that the tastes of the viewers have changed. To some extent, it's attention span, depending on which uh, screen they happen to be watching at what time. So if you're going to sit down and you're going to binge watch a series, you're going to probably want a 48 to 50, you know, 60 right. inch screen you're going to in front of you. Right. Your right, you're not going to sit there. Um, but if you're, you know, on a commuter train going somewhere and you just want to catch up on a news story, then it needs to be three to four minutes for attention span. So that's all the kind of stuff that, you know, we're not the only ones dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with that. But, and, we're trying, and we're trying to help people understand that you can craft messages, you can craft stories, in such a way that you can populate multiple well, I'm, resources. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to understand what you do. Then you try to help people when they when they do their right. their programming we, to understand that there's different it, ways to be to different do. ways to get that out yes, to people. Yes, and if you don't have a YouTube, you don't have a YouTube channel, and you're going to do programming that's going to go on our channels. Let us help you. We'll show you how to create a YouTube channel and how to upload video to it. So that that's an that's a whole different audience out there. Well, do you um, have, did, did you bring in experts and understand that, or did, you, did your people just evolve into being able to do that? I mean, yes, how, how do you have the, <laughs> all of the above. How do you have the expertise to, to well, help. Well, I would people? not honestly say that I personally have that expertise, but I'm blessed to have an incredibly talented staff that spans the ages. You know, we have a couple 20-somethings and then there's folks, you know, on my end of the spectrum. The 30-year-olds. Um, 30, yeah, the 30-year-olds, right. Um, and so, and one of the things that, you know, that I used to tell folks is if you have a computer problem, call a 16-year-old. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Although I have a great, I should say, I have a wonderful IT department. Um, our, our director of uh, uh, IT and technology, John Koch, is a wizard. Um, but um, young people come to our organization already innately tuned into the technology. Right. So our purpose then is not so much to show them how to push the buttons and you know upload a video. It's more about crafting message. Um, because regardless of what the distribution technology is, if the content is bland it doesn't matter you know so content is king and there are so many different places to put it and so many minutes in a day to fill that you can create content forever and still not ever run out of it do, do you create content yourself i do i mean i mean 
TC Media. <laughs> yes. Well, and I do personally too. I get my creative jollies doing some things. Yes. Um, part of what we do is to try to look into the community and and see uh, when there are events happening that might be a broad uh, community interest that cameras really should be at to capture. And a really good example is uh, the Women's March that happened recently. Um, it was one of those things that we had not actually been approached by the organizers and it was such an organic, um, that, whole, that whole phenomenon was so organic. Um, I had been home ill for a couple of days and I, and I called the staff and I said, would somebody please put a camera aside because I'd like to go personally as a personal project and just be there with a camera and see what's going on. Because I think at that time, this was like on Wednesday of the week, right. the event happened on that Saturday. So on Wednesday of that week, the organizers were expecting 2,000 people. Well, in Olympia. In Olympia. In Olympia, yeah. Now, we knew that the march in Washington, D.C. had really started to get legs underneath it, and it was really starting to be something. In Olympia, they were saying 2,000, 2,500. And then, you know, it just had, was this organic kind of growth. And so by Friday of that week, um, when I had recovered and I kind of went back in, I kind of looked at staff, and I had several other staff people who looked at me and said, this thing is going to be really big. We really need to make sure we've got coverage of it. So we had four or five cameras out there with volunteers. So, so did you decide you need to cover it because it was something that was significant from a historical perspective yes. or just from a local news perspective? I mean, all it was a historical above. perspective. All of the above. It, it was nothing that, well, it you was nothing that... You wanted to document that, that We did want to document that. And, and we did want to document it because it seemed to be something that was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime kind of event and and yes it had a very specific kind of um, um, I'll use the word political although it wasn't party specific but it certainly had political content um, but it was so it was such it was so unique and it was so unexpectedly big I mean there were 10,000 people at this thing and so we had several volunteers who wanted to be involved and a couple of staff people and so we, you know, covered the speeches and we put those out on social media and put together a little 15-minute kind of highlights of the day. And um, it has been very well received. And people were so thankful and grateful that we were there to capture it. And we have several hours of footage, this, you know, kind of archival footage. What do you, what do you keep your archives? And, and, Man, looking, and, and, and what do you keep them on? I got to tell you, that is because that the technology is, changes so it, fast. It, it does change so quickly. Um, we we try to hold on to as much stuff as we can. Um, archiving is one of those projects that we've talked about as a staff. How are we going to better archive stuff? We're looking at actually external services to do that. There is the Internet Archive, archive.org, which it, which actually I would recommend you look into the Internet Archive as a place to archive your podcast. Um, nonprofit organization located in San Francisco, and their sole purpose is to archive media. That is, and they want it. They, I've been there. It's a phenomenal. And how, and, and how they so, archive it? I mean, they archive it in the format is shot in or, or you, they or, will or take. They will, in or, you can you can upload it to them. You can send them hard media. Now, I I cannot speak for them. Yeah, this is just my my general understanding. But for instance, my father um, was a home movie. 
yeah. buff. And I think that, surprisingly, I didn't realize it until after he passed that that must have been where I got my interest in it. <laughs> I never, never <laughs> thought about it, you know. Um, yeah, but there's just miles of eight millimeter film. And my father loved to go to, you know, there was a fire. He was a, he didn't, he was a citizen journalist and didn't realize it, you know. So there's all this eight millimeter film in my mom's closet. Um, and I said, you know, I think we should call the archive and see if, or talk to them and see if they would be interested because they can digitize, sure. you know, film and video on into. And when we were there, they showed us, you know, I took a tour of it. Um, and so if you think about digital storage, you've got megabytes and then you've got gigabytes and then you've got terabytes. They have 60 petabytes yeah, of storage. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. And they keep adding more, you know. So, um, so that is, you know, archiving and, and, you know, trying to pick what to archive. We, we pretty much leave archival... Uh, responsibility responsibilities for programming that we don't create programming that's created by our members is kind of up to the member but if you're putting it out on YouTube that's an archiving service in and of itself it's for, there for a period of time for, for, you know so um, so it's you know it is a it's it's a hard question to ask but it's, my, it's my theory that technology is changing so rapidly is. and so rapidly right. and going to continue to change rapidly right. that the only thing that's really going to survive is the written word you know, and not, or, and not cursive, or, or even the spoken word, and, and not you cursive. Know? You know, the storytellers well, among. Well, I agree. No, I agree. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the spoken word, though. I mean, the technology still changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you, you can't play an eight track or even a cassette no. now. Or, and you know, I mean, that's the. We we actually at the at the studio we have a rack that has. We used to have three quarter inch. We, we still have a deck. We have, and in fact, it's so funny. We talk about that. In this rack, we have all of the various forms of media that Thurston Community Media has used over the years, and we have a pneumatic three-quarter inch deck. And um, a colleague of mine who works at um, Senior Services emailed me a picture of a cassette. She goes, "Can you guys do? Can you still play these? I don't even know what it is." <laughs> and she dropped it off, and it was a program that was um, produced by the late Dennis Mahar from Area Agency on yeah. Aging and Rick um, Crawford. Crawford. And I, it was on my desk when I got to the office yesterday, and I went, "Oh my gosh, this is so!" And it was a pro, it was a program show. It was called about a half an hour, about a half hour. It was a Thurston community. It was done through Thurston Community Television, thirty years ago. And because we have one working deck, I was able to copy it onto a DVD so that they could actually view the program again. So it was, and you're right. It's just like. The, the tape was fragile. I mean, there were places where the, the signal didn't translate, you know, didn't um, copy well, but we were able to do that, so. Oh, well, that's... I've been keeping daily journal since I was 16. Mm -hmm. It's all in cursive. You right, know, right. And you had a decade to... from now, maybe maybe right. three decades from now, nobody's going to be able to read it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to have to be a specialist in no, cursive writing. that's very true. I handed a note to my eight-year-old cousin not <laughs> and she looked at me, and she goes, with this exasperated look, I was just, I can't read this. <laughs> and I was like, and she, you know, she reads on a fourth grade level, right. you know, she's eight years old. And I, I went, oh, I have to print it. She goes, she goes, <laughs> so, but I do think that, I do think that they, I do think that she is learning cursive writing, but I know that that's not, um, my it's grandma, not, my grandmother, tough. my grandmother's an elementary school teacher and I have horrible handwriting and I never heard the end of it. <laughs> Cause her, my grandmother's handwriting looked like the little charts that were always above the 
you know, above the chalkboard, the cursive charts. That's what my grandmother's handwriting looked like. You Mine's know, a mess. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed this conversation with you. We haven't we haven't really talked about you know, what we have around yeah, about way. I know. I'm not sure what we what we should talk about because um, I, I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm, ha I'm with happy you. too. I, I love I love. Talking you love about talking. Them. I love talking. Yes, I never met a microphone I didn't like. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's you know from a media perspective, it is a challenge because you know you look at some, when you see like um, um, retrospectives from people you're for people who have you know passed away or that are being recognized, and you look at some of the really old old like kinescopes or black and white, you know. And you go, oh my gosh, the fact that they were able to rescue that is yes. just incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. Yeah. And there's so much that gets lost. And, you know, it's like my um, John Coke, our IT guy, talks about storage. He goes, yeah, it's storage. You're either storing it on a tape, storing it on a disk, storing it on a hard drive. Eventually it fills up. It's like a bucket. You either empty the bucket or you get another bucket, you know. And so, unfortunately, a lot of times in order to maintain available storage capacity people empty the bucket so whenever i tell my yeah. son i'm going to record some tv show yeah <laughs> he said you're going to use eight tractor to set <laughs> i think don't you think record I think we'll do it on 16 don't you think record is a generic term now i think re actually record record is a perfectly good it's a perfectly good term because we are recording a digital file okay right so now. if i say tape I'm yeah, tape, tape or film, you know, that's the other thing. And it's it's really, you know, we no longer use tape at the office. Everything is either recorded directly to a hard drive. Our portable cameras use little SDHC chips like you would stick into a DSLR. Um, so, um, you know, when you're directing a show, you always look to somebody and you say, roll tape. And you, don't, you, can't, you can't say roll tape anymore. So it's capture data or go record or you know so our whole vernacular in the production yeah. realm has had to evolve a little bit too quickly so, i know we're coming to an end but okay. before before we before we do that tell people what how they can access your the, our resources there's a community media your okay. resources okay. and what you will do to help them uh, just very I appreciate the opportunity because to I do want that. we want because to talk, a lot of we people, do want to talk about this yeah, a lot of people don't know what we are we are um, we are here to provide communication resources to build the community um, and that means that you can take training classes on media production um, that you guys put on bigger pardon that you put on yes we yeah, offer okay. training classes um, we have a state-of-the-art, high-definition uh, video production studio and portable cameras that people can check out, uh, take out into the community, just like a library checks out books. Once you've gone through our training, uh, there is a small annual fee for that service, which is $45 a year to Thurston County residents, and you can use our facilities and equipment as much as you like. Uh, after you've taken the classes. After you've taken the classes, and the classes are very low cost. Um, so the only limits on the use of our facilities and equipment is that our facilities can't be used for personal or commercial use because we're defined as a we're a nonprofit organization and our channels are non-commercial channels. Use. Absolutely, political speech is definitely protected under the First Amendment, <laughs> <laughs> and that and that is the foundation upon which we stand. Um, so we invite people to come see what we have this coming uh, coming up in the summer since this is February. Uh, it's not that far away. We have seven camps scheduled for youth between the ages of eight 
and 16. We have uh, camps for 8 to 11 year olds and 12 to 16 year olds to, to do um, animation, iPad productions. We're doing a program with the older kids called And you do all that from What's your facility? The story? We do it at our facility on Yager Way. And you have staff that we do, do all that? We have staff that does all that. We do. Well, you really are uh, we expanding. Really, yeah, we and three years ago, like three years ago, we went through uh, about a $350,000 technology upgrade. So our studio is yeah, now high diff. That? Um, that is, there's a fund that is developed through uh, the peg fees that are paid by the cable company to the jurisdictions. And a piece of that supports the, develop, the purchase of capital equipment. So um, yeah. That and was, you're located on Yager Way? We're located on Yager Way in the building that Comcast Used to well, their customer service moved, but they've still got the warehouse there. Okay. So, 440 Yager Way, it's across the street from Capital Medical Center, um, and we're there six days a week. I assume, you, I assume you have an online presence. We do. Go to <laughs> tcmedia.org. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, so, and t you go to tcmedia.org, you'll actually see our TCTV website, we will be launching a new website probably within the next 60 days. It's in development right now. So. That sounds like all exciting stuff. Oh my gosh, it's been, it's changing, changing the and organization's so, so name. I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you're going to be here for about six more years, the way I got it figured I out. Bet you, well, I don't know, I, I, there's, I, I don't know. I, I, I never say never when it comes to, you know, how long am I going to be? There are some things pending. Uh, the cable franchise between Comcast and the municipalities is in renewal now, and that's could be a three to five year process, and obviously it will have direct impact on us, so I'd kind of like to see what happens, but I'm also um, pushing 60, so retirement, that's I hope, is six, not too far away. That's why I six more years. <laughs> right, I get six more years, so, um, so yeah, so we... Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going and on. And would you very briefly tell me what TV channels? Yeah, you're on, on the Comcast system, channels 3, 22, 26, and 77. 3 is government for Olympia Lacey Thurston County. 22 is our public access channel, which is available to individuals and organizations. 26 is Tumwater TV, and channel 77 is where you see community affairs and programming from the educational institution and institutions. And when we say community affairs, it's the programming that we produce as an organization. So, or, or produce with clients. So Chamber of Commerce, Lake Fair, stuff like that. The procession of the species, candidate forums, the stuff that we generate um, is on channel 77. If you live in the greater Yelm area, we're also seen on Fairpoint cable out in the greater Yelm area. On channels three, twenty-two, so you mean and twenty-three, we are countywide. <laughs> we are countywide. But membership in Thurston Community Media is open to anyone. Um, it's just if you live outside the county in communities that are not part of our funding partnership, we just ask you to pay a little bit more. So Jim Cooper, now I know it's called Thurston Community Media. Media. <laughs> I saw that Facebook post. So. <laughs> Deb, thank you very much, Deb Benzel from Jim. Thurston Community Media. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. And the job me, yeah. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup.